Ladies and gents, welcome to episode 7 of Shane Sports of New York, which is available on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I am your host, Shane Palma, and today we have a very interesting concept that I am going to try to introduce to the show. As many of you as many of you know, New York and Boston do not get along. If, you, if you're seen wearing the other team's jersey in either the Bronx or Beantown, the end result will not be pleasant. So I've decided to be brave, even be bold, and invite my friend and fellow Bostonian herself onto the podcast today. How's it going, Eleanor? I'm good, Shane. Thanks so much for having me. You could not be more correct about the rivalry <laughs> we two have. I'm from Colorado, but I'm a huge Boston fan, and uh, I love every team they have. How did that start? Um, all my family is from uh, Boston. All my aunts and uncles live there. Both of my parents are from there. And we go back to Cape Cod every summer. And uh, Colorado teams are okay, but it's much more fun to root for Boston, that's for sure. How do you feel about bandwagon, like, people coming on to the, you know, the Patriots and the Red Sox last year, since obviously you're not? Yes. Well, out here in Colorado, there's definitely no bandwagging. Um, everyone definitely uh, hates how I like Boston and everything. Um, I think it could be easier for other people just to, you know, maybe jump on the bandwagon. But I think everything overall, I think people would actually hate us more than they would just jump on and cheer for us. Um, because, you know, uh, the Patriots with you know, them cheating and the Red Sox always winning and different stuff like that. I think people would jump on the bandwagon of hating us rather than uh, cheering with us, which can be uh, challenging. Mm -hmm. And we'll definitely get into the Patriot and the Red Sox a little bit later on. But I want to start with this. Obviously, this is a New York podcast with mostly New York listeners. So 100% when I say the word Boston, their skin most likely cringes. Like, it is just not a friendly word around here. So I have to ask, and it's interesting, especially since you're from Colorado, do you hate New York? Absolutely. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> just how you say when they, um, when you say Boston, everyone cringes. I cringe when I hear New York. And it's mostly the Yankees, I think. I definitely hate the Giants because they beat Brady in two Super Bowls. So I hate them for sure. But, um... Definitely, I would have to say the rivalry between the Red Sox and the Yankees is what makes me, I think, um, cringe when I hear New York. And just because you said that, how about how about those Bruins? Huh? That was that was fun. Dang, they uh, they blew it. That was the season they could have won it all. I mean, they had five players who went to the 2013 Stanley Cup Finals before, like Krug, Bergeron, Marchand, Krejci, and their captain Chara. I mean. They, they were really set to win it all. That was definitely a, that was a big upset for Boston. Um, you can't win it all. I mean, we already had a Super Bowl and a World Series win. That would have been nice to top it off with the Stanley Cup. But, yeah, uh, those Bruins, dang, that was a tough game seven for sure for them. Obviously, you don't want to lose, but does it hurt more seeing the, uh, the Blues, like, celebrate on Boston ice? Yeah, I definitely think uh, after that final buzzer gone off, I think I uh, might have changed the channel after that. That was definitely hard um, because the Bruins have never won a game seven in Boston before, and I thought it'd be pretty cool if they could make some history, but um, that did not happen, so that definitely hurt a little bit. 
Were you confident going into this season that the Bruins could have made it this far? I mean, you have the Lightning, you had the Capitals returning, trying to get their second chance at a Stanley Cup. I I am surprised. The Bruins are a great team. They work very well together. Their chemistry is great. They have the talent. Rask, you know, is very experienced. Goalie, they were fiddling with a little, with a different goalie sometimes during the regular season. Um, I was I was nervous, but after the first two rounds of the playoffs and then them sweeping, I was you know I was confident going into um, the Stanley Cup. I definitely during the regular season watching the play. Um, going to the game against the Avalanche, you know, losing to the Avalanche in October when I went, you know, I definitely didn't think they could make it to the Stanley Cup or maybe they could, but I wasn't so sure. Um, but once they were there, I was fairly confident that they could get it done, um, which they didn't. Now, I, as much as we both know, I hate Boston and right. I don't like the Bruins, but I'm not an Islander or Ranger fan, as most people um, who read my stuff and listen to me know. I am a Vegas Golden Knights fan. That was not a bandwagon jump. Uh, I have family in Vegas, and I was a new fan last year, so I just picked the newest team. It's worked out so far, but it's, you know, I don't really, I don't know if you can explain this to me, but last year, everyone in New York was behind the Capitals and beating the Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup. Everyone was cheering for Ovechkin. And I haven't seen as much hate from New York people against the Bruins, you know, as like it just doesn't bother them. Do the Rangers and the Islanders bother you at all? That's funny. Uh, they don't at all because the Bruins, their main um, rivalry, I would have to say, is Montreal Canadiens. Um, when my dad was growing up and uh, he was never able to go to any of those rivalry games because the fans would fight each other and like on ice was horrible. Like they would just beat each other up wicked bad. Um, so I would say I don't really have a lot of hate towards New York hockey teams because I think the rivalry between them isn't really there like it is for the Red Sox and the Yankees, where more as I hate the Montreal Canadiens because they're rivalries with the Bruins. So, uh, yeah, I I would say that those are probably the two teams I like the most out of New York teams would be the two hockey teams. All right, thank you for for clearing that up because I've been very confused on, like, why all these New York people are like, eh, we're not really bothered by what teams are going to win. Right. I see that. Uh, so going back a little bit uh, to, the, to the Bruins specifically, obviously Char is older, and you this is like really one of the older teams in hockey. How do you feel about the Bruins going into next season, and what do you want to see change or stay the same? That's in- interesting that you brought up Chara because um, I think that he, you know, he's 42 years old. He has had an incredible career. Um He's a great player, but I do see him, you know, he's he's slower. He doesn't hit as hard. He avoids some fights. You know, he'll still get in the penalty box here and there, but I definitely don't think he is as strong as he used to be. And I wouldn't be surprised if within these next two next seasons, um, him retiring. I think that next season could be his last season um, for sure. But I think that they have some really strong younger players uh, like 
McAvoy and Carlo and Krug um, coming up that could that could hold that defense without Chara. Now, I don't know exactly what Boston's salary cap is like, but is there any, I don't know, again, to how familiar you are with, with hockey and the free agents, but is there any guy out there that you'd want to see Boston sign? Um, it's definitely hard for me to think about next season when I, you know, definitely still hung up about Game 7. Um, I think that offensively, even though they couldn't, seem to score game seven. I think they're um, very well suited, well-rounded there. So I would say that they would probably have to find a big guy to replace Chara and train him and kind of follow him because um, he is such a big influence on the Bruins. So if I was looking for someone, I don't have someone in mind. I would I would say go with the defender. Definitely. And, you know, Eric Carlson and Morgan Riley, two of the top defenders out there uh, coming into this season, those are definitely going to be two very highly priced ones. So I don't know, again, if the Bruins can do that. But right. let's let's shift a little bit because, you know, hockey's not really my forte, but baseball is. Mm-hmm. And right. the Red Sox suck. So what do you have to say about that? Well, the Red Sox this year, you know, they're six and a half games behind the Yankees, you know, at 36 and 34. Um, they It's kind of typical Boston, though, or I guess typical Red Sox. Um, after they won it in 2013, they were the worst team in the MLB the next season. So, you know, they kind of go on this uh, really big uh, roller coaster ride from being the from being the best to the worst, um, which keeps, you know, its fans interested, frustrated, you know, and then excitement. But um, I think they, you know, they're better on the road um, and they got a road trip coming up. And uh, I think that they could, you know, make the playoffs. I don't think it's guaranteed. They're going to have to do a lot of work here. They're going to have to beat, you know, Baltimore. And um, they have the Minnesota Twins coming up, which is, the best in um, the AL Central, so I think that uh, they could do it, but it's gonna something's gotta have to change, and uh, they're gonna have to start winning some more games. What's What's really interesting is that this team from the World Series last season has not changed, except for the fact that Craig Kimbrell is gone, and multiple times during the playoffs last year, Craig Kimbrell one hundred percent gave you a heart attack because that man, along with Rolls Chapman, is sometimes terrifying to watch pitch in the ninth inning. So what do you think has gone wrong? I mean, you could blame it on Steve Pierce, maybe not producing to the level he did towards the end of last season or the fact that Nathan Evaldi has been hurt, but what do you see different in this Boston team? I think it's the bullpen because um, Joe Kelly's gone, Evaldi's not in yet. And the thing is, Kibble had a really bad, I think, playoff uh representation i think he definitely did scare scare us when he showed up in the playoffs the way he pitched but throughout the regular season i watched him um in fenway and in kansas city and he had you know he was remarkable to watch i think his regular season um got us those wins that we aren't getting today um so i think the change in the bullpen needs chris sale is normally our in uh one of the most fantastic pictures pitchers in Boston, but, you know, he has two wins and seven losses right now. I mean, he can have 15 strikeouts Mm -hmm. a game, and then the next three games, you know, he could have 
40 hits against him. So I think they need to figure out their bullpen a little bit. I think um, their offense has stayed the same uh, since the World Series, and but they're putting up the numbers. They're scoring. Um, Raphael Devers, third baseman, is coming out and getting some numbers up. So I really think what needs to change is the bullpen and finding some pitchers that can um, – not let in so many runs and more strikeouts. Now, what New Yorkers want me to say, and what I'll say, is that Gio Urshela is better than Devers. So, just so we put that out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, defensively, Urshela, Urshela's got him. Maybe. I mean, Devers is young. He's uh, he's hit some home runs against the Yankees, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But... I think that he's really on the up and coming. I think that he's going to be a great player, and right now he's a great contributor to the Boston Red Sox. What What is your opinion on Michael Chavez? I know he's a rookie this year. He kind of brought them out of whatever slump they started the season in, and kind of you right. know, moved them towards five hundred, and then kept them around there uh, since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, he's uh, every time he goes up to bat. Not every time, but he's he's putting up the numbers and. Like you said, I think you nailed it. He's uh, he's really turning around this team. That was a great pickup. I really hope um, he stays with them because he is impacting um, the team. Um, I think if he shows up, and maybe he can be um, kind of a leader to the other guys to make them kind of rally. And um, he's definitely single, singly handedly turning this team around. Um, I think we're very lucky to have him on our team. Uh, yeah, I don't really like like watching him play for you guys. It's not really fun. It hasn't been fun. But uh, I do want to bring up the point that since the Yankees are going to win this division, um, I think that's a given. The Red Sox, if they're going to make the playoffs, would have to play in a wild card game. Which team first? Which team would you not want to face in the wild card game? And which team would you want to face in the wild card game? Well, I mean. I don't know if the Yankees have this in the bag. I mean, it's only six half games. It's a long season. It's only June. I think that uh, if they start putting up the numbers, you know, they could they could try to come back. I mean, but Judge and Stanton come I, back tomorrow. I, 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 this team is coming back to full form. We've been doing this know, with a but, roster of almost triple A guys. Mm-hmm. I but the thing is I can't bet against Boston. If you look at the history or you look at you can't say oh they're out. You can't. I mean, uh, we went down three games against the Yankees before in uh, two thousand four, and we came back and won it all. So I just I can't bet against um, I can't bet against Boston. I I got to keep the faith that they can do it. And the thing is, I really do think they can do it if they do some changes in the pitching. Um, as for the wild card game, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, uh, making the playoffs would be, you know, a very good step, but might as well try to get the, the AL East champion too. See, I, I obviously want to be optimistic too about the Yankees and saying that they'd win the division, but you know, Tampa's in our division too, and not all three of us can come in first place. Two of these teams most likely would face each other in the wild card. I mean, you have the Oakland A's and the Texas Rangers have been playing pretty well as of late. I know they just beat up on you guys last night. 
So right. you never know what's going to happen there. The Indians, once they get Kluber back, uh, Mike Clevenger comes back next week. Carlos Carrasco should mm-hmm. be back in a month. They could make a push past the Twins for the Central. So you have all these different teams coming from all different angles, and only two can play in the AL wild card. So I'll, right. I'll go first. Since you won't say it, I'll go first. If I'm a Yankee fan and for some reason we fall out of first place and have to play in a wild card game for I think it would be maybe the third year in a row now, um, I would want to face the Twins easily if they somehow slip that far because the Yankees consistently beat up on the Twins. The Twins do not scare me at all. Um, I don't know if their pitching is for real. Jake Odorizzi, he's been solid this season. Um, before this, you know, on the Rays, he's been whatever. He's put up ERAs kind of like 4.5 uh, around that range. And Jose Barrios is their ace. Um so it would be interesting in a in a one card wild card game who they put out there. I would expect Barrios at this point, but the Yankees have definitely tagged him for some runs in the past. One team I would not want to face in a wild card game is probably the Rays. The Rays do scare me. The Yankees have struggled with the Rays in the past, especially at Tropicana Field. That place is a hellhole to play at. So that's definitely um, one team I would not want to face in a one card elimination game. Mm-hmm. I would say I have to agree with you on the Rays. I think the Rays are a dangerous team. I could say that, like, I could see them surpassing the Yankees and the Red Sox and taking this championship. So I would not want to see them in a wild card game. Um, but I also wouldn't want to see the um, the Cleveland Indians too. I think they're a strong team and their players are coming back. Um, I think I think they're pretty dangerous. The Twins, on the other hand. They're dangerous too, but I'm not as familiar with them. Um, but the Cleveland Indians have been a pretty good team for a while now. I would definitely not want to have to um, face face them or the Astros. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the uh, there's no doubt in my mind the Astros are going to win the West. I think that's kind of just right. a given. Um, their mm-hmm. team is so strong. They have the best pitching. There's rumors even going around now that they could trade for Max Scherzer which I think is absolutely ridiculous if they'd have a rotation of Scherzer, Verlander, and Garrett Cole going to the playoffs. I honestly think that would be an automatic World Series for them, um, to the disappointment of both of us. But let's let's get off of baseball for, for a moment, um, since the Yankees are going to win the division. The Yankees are the superior team. There's not really much else to say. Uh, Luke Voigt is your MVP for this year. I think that settles that. Uh, but let's talk some football. Um can you please just tell me when Tom Brady's going to retire? Because I'd really appreciate it if it'd be anytime soon. Uh, I love it. It's awesome. It's torture to everyone else, but it's, you know, it's pretty much the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, Tom Brady said 45. I definitely think he will never retire uh, before the age of 45. I think he's 42 now. I think he'd play another two, three seasons. He will not go before 45. He said 45. If anything, he'd, he'd go after um, but I think it would be 45. I think give him two or three more seasons, um, he'll retire. But, I mean, it's not like he's really slowed down, um, I would say, going to the Super Bowl um, in two years in a row and winning his sixth ring, uh, just if, just in case you forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say 45 for sure. Now, what's interesting is you said he isn't slowing down, but his numbers took a significant hit last year, uh, especially not having Gronk around. I think that's really affected him. Uh, I just ha- I do have to ask, do you think that when the video surfaced of him kissing his son on the lips uh, affected his play? Everyone 
likes to <laughs> talk about that, which is good. But I'm all about the play on the field. Mm-hmm. And of course, of course. Give the locker room answer. Right. The Patriots win when they need to. Last season, they lost five games to teams that didn't even make the playoffs. Embarrassing. Then they destroyed the Chargers. Then they went into Kansas and showed up Mahomes. See, that? No, 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 no. Stopping you there. Stopping you there. It's Missouri. Phenomenal game. They went into Kansas City, Missouri. And you know that if the Chiefs got the ball, that game goes a completely different way. Right, but it didn't. And they played a phenomenal game against, which to me was more exciting than the Super Bowl. I mean, that game was outstanding. Um, and then they That might have been the worst Super Bowl um, I ever watched in my entire life. But my thing is, the Patriots were like, the Rams aren't showing up. Our defense is working. Brady's like, mm, I got this in the back. He's like, once the Rams scored, then the Patriots scored. Like, they're like, I guess when they'll show up, we'll show up. They got it done. They're like, great. Give me my sixth ring. See, but that Tom Brady, most- hold on, hold on. Tom Brady is used to stepping on teams' necks and taking them out of games completely, and he didn't do that last year. He kind of, like, played around with them a little bit and waited mm-hmm. to see, like, oh, are they going to score? Maybe we'll score. And that's not even a guarantee if they do that. I think that was a sign of Brady can't really work this offense anymore and that it's going to go downhill from there. I disagree. I think that Brady's I think he's just surpassed everyone where he's like, are you kidding? Okay, I guess I'll just finish this game off. I mean, he's won six Super Bowls, and the last Super Bowl may not have been interesting, but against the Falcons and that comeback, and how many times Brady has just stepped up in the fourth quarter. I think that was Julian Edelman. Embarrassed, embarrassed teams. Um, you know, so I don't know. I just I could never bet against Brady. He's... He's definitely the GOAT. You can't argue with that. You can't argue that um, the Jets or the Giants um, come anywhere close to him. I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots. They'll surprise you. They'll disappoint you. But at the same time, they'll probably just win another Super Bowl. I mean, they're the best. I I need to take a minute here because, like, there's so much anger built up inside of me when I hear that. Like, I know, and it's, I don't know, people get super frustrated, and I'm like, it's not my fault that Brady is just better, you know, he, but he had to work hard to get here, he wasn't number one draft pick, you know, he wasn't the fastest guy, I mean, I know he can't run, I'll admit that, Brady can't run five yards, um, but he can throw, and he can run that offense. I mean, the Patriots' defense is not that good because they have Brady on the other side to score the points. I mean, I would say that the Patriots' um, defense probably won that Super Bowl for them. I mean, they you know only let the um, Rams get three points, but every other regular season game, they you know lost to Miami. But Brady comes out the next game and throws you know, touchdowns and 80 yards, and you're just like, I, how can you beat him? Okay, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure the New York listeners on my podcast right now, if they haven't turned it off yet, hearing this much talk on Tom Brady, which I don't blame them if they did. I really don't. Because this that was a lot to handle even for me sitting here to not get up and walk away as you were talking this much. So we're going to move on. I can talk about it all day. Yeah, I can tell. 
We're going to move on to the Patriots schedule for next year. And I want a realistic answer because I'm going to mark this down of what you think their record is going to be next year. Free agency's done. The draft is done. Teams are set for next season. So starting it off, I think this is the first game. No, it's not the first game of the season, but it's a Sunday night game of the season. Uh, versus Pittsburgh. So they're home versus Pittsburgh. What is that? A win or a um, loss? A win, for sure. I mean, Pittsburgh has always had good um, – well, last year they weren't very good, but years past they've had really great teams. But the Patriots have definitely come um, on top of them multiple times. Uh, I would win. I'll, I'll give you that uh, only because Antonio Brown's gone and – right. Um, Le'Veon Bell is gone. Roethlisberger's yep. older. Um, right. And I do without think without Brown and Bell, I mean, if they couldn't beat the Patriots before, they're not going to beat them without those guys. Those guys were phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I would say win. Uh, it wouldn't be a surprise to me though if the Steelers did somehow come out with this one because usually Patriots Steelers games can go either way. Uh, they still have James Conner and Juju Smith Schuster on the rise, so you never know. Uh, but let's right. move on to the next week. So I'll give that one. I'll give that one a win. I'll agree with you on that one. At Miami week two. Um, that one is the one that is um, kind of a joke. Um, the Patriots have gone to Miami the last seven years and lost in Miami the last seven years. They cannot win in Miami. So um, I don't, you know, I can't really bet against Brady. That's just like a thing Boston can't do because he'll just prove you wrong. Um, but I could say that could go either way. So I'm giving you um, a loss. Because I, they just, this game was a joke having Gronk play, you know, the safety. They got the touchdown in the mm-hmm. end, blah, blah, blah. Um, so at Dolphins, that's a, that's a tough one to say. Uh, I'll give that one a loss since I didn't know that stat that they went into Miami for seven years in a row and lost seven years in a row. So I like statistics and I'm going to roll with that. So we'll go loss on that one. So they're one and one. That's not fun when the Jets are already going to be two and up. Uh, but they'll they'll be playing in New England against the Jets week three. So. Well, I mean, that's in the bag. I mean, the last. The last couple of years, the Jets and the Patriots have faced each other six times, and the Patriots have won all six times. And then the last time they, they did lose to the Jets, it was in 2015, and it was in overtime. So I was I at that say, game. That was one of the best games I've ever been to. Probably the best game I've ever been to in my life. Oh, well, you know, take little victories, I guess. But. Um, <laughs> I would say that the Patriots have that in the bag. They're playing in Gillette. Um, last year, they didn't lose a game in Gillette Stadium. So, yeah, for sure, I would have to see the Patriots, no doubt. Just as, uh, and I guess it's fair enough, because when, when I put down for the at New York, I'm going to give the Jets a win. So I'm going to have us split this season series. But that's a little bit later on. But just looking at the schedule that I have in front of me, it's ridiculous. I don't understand how they give the Patriots this easy of a schedule. I mean, let's look. The Redskins, yeah, that's a win. Bills, probably a win. Giants. That one I give to the Giants. Giants. That's you a no-brainer. That to the Giants? No-brainer. A Thursday night. Horrible. A Thursday. It's the, if Eli Manning is starting that football game, the New York Giants are going to beat the Patriots on Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. It's at home. There's no way. 
That's even better for I'm Eli to win that game. Eli is the Tom Brady killer. That game is going to the Giants. I have to disagree with you. The Giants have not been looking good for a while. Obviously, so. and I'm not a Giants fan, and I don't like to be a Giants advocate, but I'm just stating the facts here that I think that the Giants could easily roll into Gillette and take this game. They could go 1-15 right. the whole season, and this would be the game that they win. I think the first nine weeks of the season, the only people that they could lose to is the Dolphins at Dolphins, which is a joke, but it's just, you know, typical past just getting you a little frustrated. I mean, I think the Browns is going to be their biggest competition, maybe the Steelers, the Ravens. The Broncos got their quarterback. I don't know. I just think that it looks like a pretty good season for the Patriots. Just just glancing at it, I do think they'll go on that th- nice three-game losing streak, uh, New York, New York, and then Cleveland. Um, Philly will be a tough one. Uh, that'll definitely be fun to watch, seeing that rematch. That'll be a really, I'm really excited for that game to kind of show them up, hopefully, and just kind of really them yeah, that's true. But besides that, uh, I mean, Dallas, that's that's a tough one. You're, you're at home. Like, all the teams that you face at home are teams that on the road I would give the advantage to. Right. And I think the second half of the season will be harder. Definitely, I definitely. The Eagles, the Cowboys, the Chiefs. Um, Texans. I definitely think will be harder. Um then let's say, you know, the Redskins and the Giants and the Jets. So, um, and then their last game, Dolphins at home, I think that will be, you know, that will be um, easy. The Bills, I never really know with the Bills, but never really uh, too scared. It always depends on the weather there. True. Um, I think I think this is a good-looking season. I'm really excited for the Chiefs games at Gillette. Mm-hmm. That's going to be another exciting Mahomes and Brady, great game no matter what. Um, that'll probably be like the best game to watch. You um, better not wear a Tom Brady jersey around campus that week. Oof, it's gonna it's gonna be a rough time in Mizzou, that's for sure. Being a being a Boston fan, but uh, it'll it'll keep it interesting. Now, glancing at the Jets schedule. I'm not mad at it either, since we, you know, usually play similar similar teams with a similar schedule. Right. I think mm-hmm. the Jets. I mean, we'll we'll say the Patriots. I, I guess I'll give them eleven and five again. You know, with the sporadic losses um, here and there. Maybe they lose to Philly, Kansas City. You know, give them like a, a wash loss, like maybe the last week in Miami if they've I, already secured I something. I'll think. I think they'll probably lose three games. Max. I mean, <laughs> Dolphins. Maybe like I don't know. I just I'm I'm fairly confident. Um, I mean, again, you can ne- you never know with the Patriots. They might they could go undefeated, lose the first round of the playoffs. They could lose five games and then win the Super Bowl. Um, you can't ever really predict them. Um. That will be super accurate, but I think they'll probably lose three games. Um, I hope, and I would say. But looking at the Jets, yeah, they play a lot of the similar teams. They play the Raiders, which and the Jaguars, which the um, which the Patriots don't play. Which are two wins, uh, so that's fine. I'm fine with that. 
I, what do you I, think the Jets are going to do? I mean, uh, since this, again, this is a New York show, I'll quickly break down the schedule here. Uh, versus the Bills at home, I'll give that to the Jets because the Jets always, every single year, start off the season strong. Uh, whether it was last year against the Lions where they put up 40-plus points on Monday Night Football, um, a few years back when I think they played the Bills again and they destroyed them. So usually the first week of the season is is very in favor of the Jets. Um, now game two against the Browns, Jets are home again. Jets lost in Cleveland last year to give the Browns their first win in forever, which hurt. That wow. one, yeah, that yeah, one was rough that, to watch. That's a stink, but awesome for Browns fans and pretty much everyone else. Well, it wasn't the Jets' fault that game anyway. They were prepared for Tyrod Taylor, and they basically took him out of the game. He had, like, negative passing yards in the first quarter and a half. And then Baker Mayfield right. comes in, and he's the savior, so. Right, and I think he, you know, is incredible. So I think that week two is definitely going to give the Jets a run for their money for sure. The Browns, you know, they're up and coming. Pretty good right now. Um, so I'll give the Jets 2-0 then because I think that they get vengeance on the Browns for beating them in Cleveland. They'll take it at MetLife. So we start the season a nice 2-0. Uh, and then we go to New England. Um, we discussed this one. So I'll give the Jets the loss, even though I don't like to do that. Obviously, the Jets aren't going to go 16-0, so there's got to be losses somewhere. And then we have a bye. And then at Eagles, going into Philadelphia, I don't know. That one's... I'll probably give that one to the Eagles. Um, it all—it really all depends on what Sam Darnold has become at this point in the season. You have over now a full season and a quarter under your belt. Um, is Le'Veon Bell still healthy? Is he playing up to the ability that they signed him to? How's the wide receiver core doing? So at Eagles, I'll give it a loss. But the next three, maybe four, you know what? Maybe next six games, seven, eight I think the Jets can go on an eight-game winning streak right after that. I don't know uh, if you have the schedule in front of you, but it's Cowboys uh, at MetLife, Patriots, Patriots yeah, mm-hmm. Jaguars, Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, and Bengals. That does not scare me at all. And if you're going to make the playoffs, you have to beat those teams. I think teams. they'll lose to the Patriots for sure, but I think they could. I mean, the I Patriots don't beat the the help. Patriots play them so oh. close to each other. There's no way the Jets lose twice. I'm sorry, I just don't see that happening. There's no way the Patriots lose twice to the Jets. Well, I don't I have mean, them losing twice to the Jets. I said that they'd split. Uh, Give me the split. Come on. I've had, I'm having no, you on here. I can't, Praise yeah, I can't, Tom not, Brady. Not for, the, not for the Jets. I mean, it's, it's the Jets. They're not going to lose. See, New York them. fans, I, I, this is I how unreasonable see. Boston people are. No, not really. It's just, it's reality, and it's just sad to everybody else. But I can give you that I think that the Jets, or I can see them, I can see them beating the Jaguars, I can see them beating the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders. I can see that. I can see um, them losing the Eagles, winning the Cowboys, winning the Patriots. Things are going good. I mean, losing. Oh, no, no, no. You said it because you admit it, and that's right, because I am right. Losing to the Patriots and then winning the next five or six games after they lose to the Patriots and the Eagles. I can give you that. I'm, but, I'd be happy if the, if we make the playoffs 10-6. If we lose six games, win 10, make the playoffs even as a wild card, I'm fine with that. We haven't made the playoffs since 2010. I think this team 
100% is better than last year, getting Le'Veon Bell, getting Quinnen Williams on defense with C.J. Mosley, clearing house with Darren Lee and some of those other guys, getting Marcus May back at safety. This team is definitely better than last year. Can I mean, it would be hard to be worse. I mean, I definitely agree with you that they're going to be better. Um, And I could see them um, going to the playoffs, but I do think they will – probably lose five or six games. All right, that's I mean, fine. That's Jets- fine. I'm totally, okay. and I think okay. most Jets fans would be fine with going either 11-5 and five or 10-6 and six with Sam Darnold in his second year, only 21 years old, which is remarkable, and somehow getting us to the playoffs again. I think that would be, uh, you know, a, maybe a stretch, but incredible for Jets fans to watch that if they were able to make it to the playoffs. Um, what about the Steelers? How do you think I would say the Steelers would be? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree the, with you on that yes. one. That this is, you know, going to Mizzou, going, going far from home here. I'm not going to be able to go to most of these jets games. Like I usually would, but coming home, I would be there. Um, December 22nd at MetLife against the Steelers. Le'Veon Bell, uh, revenge game. Um, that's a Jets win. That's a Jets win. I think that would be an interesting thing with Bell on the team, but I don't know. I think Roethlisberger could get it done. Um, so you think yeah. that Roethlisberger being old and, and less of a better quarterback this year than he was last year would lose to the Patriots fresh out of the gate week one but would somehow turn it on week 16 of the NFL season against the Jets. Yeah, you got to keep it interesting. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. But I, I love stuff like that. I mean, I love how, like, some teams, like how the Patriots can beat Kansas City and then how they can lose up to Detroit. Like, I just think that's um, iconic and, you know, interesting. But I think that both these teams are fairly – good chance with their schedules this year um you know Patriots making the playoffs um no doubt and then the Jets going in as a wild card I think it could be a good season for the both of us I would hope so you know what if the you know I won't be mad that the Patriots make the playoffs if the Jets make the playoffs I'll, I'll leave it at that because you know again we're almost a decade now where the Jets haven't made the playoffs and I think it's well it's well deserved time Yes. And I think I think we're going to leave it there. I think most of my listeners have had enough of hearing all this Boston talk, which it has mostly been with how good Michael Chavis has been bringing the Red Sox back and how good Tom Brady is still going to be until he's 70 years old. So, Eleanor, yeah. I do want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. It was a pleasure having you, even though that's really hard thank to say you so for you being a Boston fan. Well, I could talk about it all day. I mean, I got a lot of championships. Yeah, well, I'm going to cap you at the 40 minutes here. I'm going to cap you here. And thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, of course. And thank you to all the listeners of Chain Sports in New York. Be sure to be on the lookout for more content coming up in the future. We have a NBA draft uh, vlog coming out later this week. And the live show. I know I promised people the live show last week. It didn't happen. But be on the lookout for that as well coming up this week. There will be more info on that on my Snapchat and Instagram.